Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this special episode of CEO On The Go. You know, every time I say special episode, that means I have a guest on the show, right? So I'll say more about that in a minute. But first, I just wanted to acknowledge how challenging it is for leaders to figure out how to get people back to work in a way that works for everybody. Things have shifted. They don't feel normal. And that's why I called this episode Returning to the Strange New World of Work. Work will be different. I remember as a child going off to summer camp with my sister, and we were gone a good part of the summer. And while we were out of the house, our parents did a lot of redecorating and repainting our rooms, and they got some new furniture so that when we came back, we knew that we were at home, but everything felt different. And so in similar ways, we've all been sent off to camp for about a year at our homes for many months. And we're trying to return to what felt normal at the office or at work or in our lives, but it does feel different. People have been changed through this experience. So as a leader, you have the opportunity to get to know your people better in new ways. It's a lot like you're meeting them again for the first time. And by doing that, you'll engage them in ways that help reveal their individual potential, which helps you get better results in your business. So I'm thrilled to talk about these issues today with Rick Bowers. Rick is president of TTI Success Insights based in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. His organization has been a partner with my business, Work Matters, for many years. TTI Success Insights is dedicated to revealing human potential through assessment solutions and research. They administered over 30 million assessments worldwide in 58 countries around the world. If you're a client or you've worked with Work Matters, it's likely you've already experienced the power of assessment solutions that we bring. Rick talks about how things have changed and what to consider as you bring people back together in new ways. We also talk about when and how to use assessments as part of your approach to understanding other people better, to bring out the best in them and solve other needs in your business as well. Assessments can be an invaluable tool when used well. One of the specific tools that we talk about is the working from home style assessment. And that's been out there for a while. I think I actually mentioned it on my very first podcast. Um, it's still free. It is available to anyone who wants to understand their working from home style. Um, you're welcome to share it with others. You get results instantly. You can find it at workmatters.com forward slash working from home. So be sure to take it if you haven't already. I think you'll, you'll get a lot out of that. We also talk about a new engagement report that I think you'll find interesting. So whether or not you're using assessments now or you're even considering using some type of assessment, you'll find our conversation to be useful. So enjoy my conversation with Rick Bowers. Rick, welcome to CEO On The Go. I'm glad that you're here today. My pleasure. I'm excited to uh, have a conversation. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to this because our topic today, returning to the strange new world of work, probably emphasis on the word strange, is, is just so relevant 
today. I know that the last podcast that I did, I talked about some of the emotional issues that people are experiencing, just some anger, frustration, negative emotions. There's a lot that's kind of swirling inside of people. But I know that our organizations have been partners for a long time, Work Matters and TTI. I go back probably close to 20 years. And I've loved the way that you all develop solutions to meet the needs as they evolve over time. So was just curious to kind of get your take on what you're seeing out there as people are trying to get back to, to work, both from an organizational perspective team, and also we can talk about individuals as well. So why don't you tell me what you're seeing kind of as the landscape from your lens? Yeah, just as you as we've been partnered for, for around 20 years, we have a large network of consultants and coaches and trainers uh, around the United States and Canada, as well as in about 90 other countries around the world. And so that's a good source of information for us as we have these conversations on a daily basis of, of what they're seeing with their clients and what struggles they're having with their clients and things. And it's it's definitely uh, that word that I think everybody's overusing in the last 12 months, unprecedented in terms of, of what we're seeing and, and uh, the difference between those that are starving for in-person connections and those that are kind of thriving on this new world of, of Zoom. And so it's it's interesting to kind of see the dynamics and and how different people prefer different things, but it's it's definitely um, a change, and we're really having to kind of look out for what's going on with the employees that are outside the office because a, a big percentage of the of the workforce is working from home, and and how are they doing? What is their what is their well being, and how is their engagement? what's what's happening from that standpoint because when they're in the office you can you kind of have that feel and you have the conversations at the water cooler and those kinds of things and that doesn't happen anymore and so we're really sometimes as leaders struggle to truly know what's going on with our employees and that that's kind of a scary thing for a leader yeah and it seems to be um shifting the culture too and in many ways that organizations have worked so hard some organizations have worked hard to create at least um so, which I'm always the optimist is creating new opportunities for organizations to think differently and move forward in new ways. Could you speak more to, to I guess, some of the challenges that you're seeing with some of the organizations that might be struggling a bit where they might not be able to get the people back in the way that they want to, having to kind of make some uh, concessions? I see a lot of leaders at this point, because everything isn't quite figured out, having to compromise and allow some people to work from home or be more accommodating. Absolutely. And I mean, there's obviously the in industries that have to be in the in the building or in the, in the warehouse or in the manufacturing plant that have to be in person and can't work remotely. But those that, that have that option, um, what's happening in the mindsets of, of the employees? Because uh, if you decide, okay, we want to get everybody back in the office because we feel like that's where, where our sweet spot is and we're more productive and we can have the interactions and then things that we need. But if you have employees that just don't want to be back in an office environment, there's a lot of options out there for remote work. And so the companies that are considering remote work may have a better opportunity to hire those primetime employees are the, really the, the, the cream of the crop. And so that's, I think, another, another place where we've really got to consider what are, what are we going to do from a, a talent standpoint as we work our way through this? Are, is the more, are more talented people going to stay with us um, if we come back into the office? Or will they stay if we give them half and half? Or do they want 100% remote? So I think that's just something that we, we as leaders have to think about is, are we going to 
uh, force people out by coming back into the office? What are, what do we need to do from that standpoint? Mm-hmm. I know that you've talked before in another conversation that I heard about the fact that people are coming back perhaps differently than they were before they they left. That 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 there's been an internal shift. The way that they're showing up, their behaviors may look a little bit different. Um, almost, you know, given what we've all been through, we're all kind of pausing, showing different sides of ourselves kind of as we're going through this. So I thought that you could speak to some of the research that you all are so good at doing and what you're seeing to help leaders, people who are using uh, the tools to gain some insights about how people are showing up now. They've always been valuable for years that I've used them, assessment tools and solutions for people to quickly get an understanding about a person. But now it seems like there's more reason to take a closer look at that. Our main product that we we kind of started the business with 35 plus years ago is is a disk assessment. It's how people prefer to do what they do. And when you when you look at that, it it's pretty much set as you go through your adult life. It it doesn't change if you're if you're very dominant and very influential, you're gonna be that way throughout your life as opposed to uh, maybe steady or precise. And so some of those things are just there, but we've always known that a significant emotional event uh, can change that. And that could be a death in the family, getting married, having a baby, graduating from a prestigious university. I mean, a lot of different things could be significant emotional events. One thing that we didn't ever talk about during those training trainings over these years is a pandemic. And uh, I think a pandemic is probably one of the most significant emotional events that any of us will ever experience. It's definitely been a, a very traumatic year. And as we've realized that maybe our family is more important than what we were giving it before and we're working too many hours before maybe we're spending more time with our family because we're working at home maybe it's the opposite maybe we're working more hours working from home than we were at the office and so these are just things that kind of change your your preference on on how you do what you do and so sometimes if you're very uh, steady before you're a little bit more dominant now because you want to take control of, of what's going on from that standpoint. And that's just one aspect of a person. Another thing that we look at is, is kind of what drives an individual or why do they do what they do? And, and sometimes it was, it was all about a return on investment or trying to get to make that money and, and grab that title. And now with this, it could shift a little bit more to, I want more harmony in my life. And I want to I want to help my neighbors out that I, I see suffering from this kind of a thing. And so that those shifts between how I want to do what I do and why I do what I do can really change that employee that left a year ago, the office that's potentially coming back now, they may have different mindset and different preference on how they do their work. Mm-hmm. And so these tools, obviously, they help leaders get a pulse on that more quickly, get a more current snapshot, a multidimensional snapshot, which is really what I've appreciated about using the tools that you all provide over the years. It's not just looking through that one behavioral lens, but taking a, a broader look and getting a more depth, in-depth understanding. And that also helps people understand the composition of teams as, as teams are coming together differently, not just the individual. So there, there's just so much benefit, I think, in being able to have solutions like that that can help people more quickly address some of the problems that they're dealing with today. Yeah. One of the, one of the examples we've used uh, over the years is uh, computers, TVs, electronic equipment, shop equipment, everything comes with a manual. 
Well, people don't have a manual and that's really what these tools give to managers and leaders. It's a manual on their employees to help understand kind of how and why they do what they do. And, and you can also look at the, the skills and competencies and a lot of other things, but just that how and why and understanding a person and making sure that the person that left a year ago that's back now is the same person is, is very important. And you can, you can kind of use that same mindset in terms of this is your engagement manual for an individual too. What are the things it takes to create an environment where they're going to be engaged uh, within the organization? And that's just something I think is, is really, really critical as we work our way through 2021. Yeah. Being able to, to understand what, like you said, what drives them, what engages them. Um, engagement is a huge topic for many organizations. And I, I hear a lot about the engagement surveys that they do with their people. This is a little bit different though. This gives you a very individualized look at what would, would motivate a, a single person as opposed to doing come to the broad brush engagement surveys. So I really like that personalized approach. Another need that may be coming up with organizations is rethinking positions. And you know, what do these roles look like now where people are combining different elements with different uh, positions, uh, new positions are probably being created. And so I know that the benchmarking services that I've done over the years has been really helpful to organizations that are being strategic about thinking about the roles and what, you know, if the job could talk, what is it that they would really want to see in, in that position for the person that they're looking for? The research that you all have, have done in that area is extensive. And I, I don't want to go down the research path because we'll be going down a, a long rabbit hole. But I was just really impressed by a lot of the research that you've done too that helps in the benchmarking process. And to know that that also takes the bias out of the process as, as well, given the best practices that you all recommend and that I apply in my work with clients. So benchmarking might be something for organizations to consider too, if they haven't done that before, to get the clarity that they need about specific roles. Yeah. I think uh, just like we talked a few minutes about how people are changing, roles are definitely changing. We may have less people than we had um, a year ago. We may have uh, more demand, less demand. It, it just depends on everybody's business is a little bit different, but um, let's say you have more demand, but you have less people and, and it's not an easy time to hire right now. And, and so you're having to, to accomplish the same amount of work with less people. So what does the role look like uh, to be the most efficient and to get the most productivity out of the people without creating burnout? Um, and that's, that's something that's a, a common thing that's happening more and more over the last 12 months than it has in the past. Um, and so you really have to understand why does this job exist? Why does this role exist? And as you mentioned, if the job could talk, what would it ask for from a behavioral standpoint or how it should be done or, or how it rewards the individual for doing the job? And so some of those things are, are critical in, in that benchmarking process of kind of why does the job exist and, and kind of brainstorming all of the activities in the job and saying, okay, there's three or four buckets of activities and let's categorize those activities. And that really kind of creates that job description that will help us whether we're hiring more people into that role or making sure we have the right people in the role. And that's the, do we, do we have all the right people on the bus? But I think you have to go another step forward from that and say, do we have the right people in the right seats on the bus? And that's where that benchmarking and understanding the job really comes into, into play. Yeah. Because having that one person in the wrong seat can really um, create a lot of havoc in organizations, just one person. So very true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just want to put that 
that seed out there for people who are listening to consider uh, doing a benchmark to see what that might look like if you haven't tried that before to get the clarity that you need around the, the new roles and responsibilities that they need to be focused on. Back on the engagement, you know, trying to re-engage people, knowing that what motivated them in the past may not motivate them in the future. Are you seeing any initial trends? You, you mentioned some of the examples of things that might be shifting, just didn't know if you'd seen any best practices yet or what some organizations are doing. I know that I've got ideas of what I'm doing that I think will be really effective in trying to help organizations kind of regroup, but are, are you seeing any kinds of success story so far of organizations that are doing this well? Yeah, I think it's it, it goes back to um, creating awareness and, and how how aware are your employees of themselves? How aware are, are your leaders and managers of those employees? So that awareness of yourself, awareness of others. Um, and then engagement's an interesting, interesting concept. I mean, in, in the past, I've heard leaders and managers say we need more engagement in our organization so how do we how do we add more engagement well it's not a thing that you can add it's something that you create an environment where people are engaged and so that employee experience kind of a piece is critical to engagement and and when you're when you have your employees in the office it's something because you can you can create the atmosphere and make sure they have the equipment that they need and the and the resources that they need to do their job and sometimes from a remote standpoint, you don't know if they have that or what type of environment they're in and if it's, if it's causing stress or if it's, if it's something that is a place where they can thrive. And so just understanding each individual and what, uh, where someone's productive place is, um, what are the time traps that people kind of fall into uh, are, are just a couple of the things in a report that we created over the past year to really look at what can create engagement for an organization and for individuals. Mm -hmm. And the name of that report is the Talent Insights Engagement Report. Correct. Yeah, which blends together both the behavioral and driving forces in the context of, of what engagement means now to that person or what it would take to really engage that person. So I, I wanted um, people to check out that resource uh, and I'll mention how they can do that at the end of the podcast. There's another great resource too that you all have provided. It's a working from home style assessment that I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but people may not be aware of it if they've been listening later. And so I wanted to, to let them know that they could access that right now at no cost at workmatters.com forward slash working from home if they wanted to get a sense of what their own working from home style is. Um, and what I'm seeing, Rick, with when people take that, they share it with their teams or with their friends or with family members because it can also help you understand how to communicate well or engage well with other people who are different from your style, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was something that uh, we built last, the end of March last year and um, gave it away for free. It's still for free. Um, as you just mentioned, um, I think we're, we're getting close to 90,000 of those reports that we've given away. So it's just a, a piece that has, has made us feel like we're giving back to the, to the uh, people that are having to make this transition and work from home and, and give them tips and, and communication to really not disrupt their personal life and uh, family life as much because that that work-life balance is becoming blurrier and blurrier as we go forward. And so, so this is just one more way to kind of help that. 
Yeah. And I guess some of the statistics that I've been seeing recently is showing that there is a really large percentage of people who who want to stay at home, who want to remain remote. So um, it looks like that will be an inevitable piece of the puzzle as people are trying to figure out, as leaders are trying to figure out what the workforce will look like. So more reason to take advantage of that tool. I think it's great. Now I like the simplicity of that tool as well. So just as a sidebar. Any other quick thoughts in, in terms of helping leaders understand the solutions that you're bringing, um, what you're looking at in the future, maybe developing, things are changing so much. So there's a lot of opportunity to create new things. Yeah, I just I think it's good that uh, organizations kind of look at assessments if it's something they haven't used in the past, or maybe they've used them but haven't really continued through this process. And sometimes when you get into a, a lower unemployment, people bypass the assessment because they need a warm body. But in in this in this era that we're in right now, where sometimes you're hiring somebody new to your organization and you never meet them face to face because everything is done through Zoom, and and they may not come into the office for six months or ever. We, we don't know that. But doing that without some sort of an assessment tool to really kind of give you that operations manual, the communication guides and those kinds of things is it, it makes it a little risky. And so this is kind of an insurance policy to help you understand who you hired, how they fit into the culture and, and really kind of pull all of those pieces together much quicker than you can do just through a series of Zoom conversations and onboarding meetings and all of that. So just something to think about. If you haven't done it in the past, check it out. If you have done it, maybe you should kind of step that up another notch. Yeah. I know I have some clients that do their own interviews. Then they'll also have the candidate take the assessment. I'll debrief it with the um, hiring manager, even though I haven't met the person. And they say it's it's just spot on. Whatever they saw, they could also see in the report. But there are also some hidden things that the report reveals that they may not have picked up in the interview. So it's it's a good way to, to see a yellow flag if they need to kind of slow down on the hiring process. And I've also had some clients who use the tools uh, when they get to a point of desperation, when everything's blowing up and, and they've got all kinds of problems and they don't know what to do. And so we'll do an assessment to try to really understand what is going on with this person. And then it becomes so clear you know, with what they were hoping for or expecting out of this person, if they're just not wired that way, if they're not motivated to want to to perform in the role that way, then it just makes so much sense. And it can help leaders have a greater sense of uh, peace about making decisions that can be difficult, I think, when they can access the tools in this way. So, I, I, you know, I can easily get on my soapbox because I just think that they're wonderful. I've had such great feedback on people that are using these tools. I've appreciated the, the opportunity to, to add them to my toolkit and work with them on different projects. So rather use them before, better to use them before, but if you have to use them <laughs> during a crisis or problem, then they're effective then too. Yeah. And I've, I've had uh, other partners like yourself that have said to me, I, my client said, I know I don't have time to use an assessment right now to hire this person. I just need to hire somebody, but I'll call you when I have a problem. And then sure enough, six months later or five months later, you're there as a consultant trying to fix the, the things that you missed in the hiring process. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, good. Well, I, I hope that we've helped people uh, learn a little bit more about some solutions that they might want to consider as they're bringing people back to this new world of work, whatever it looks like. Like I said before, there's just so much opportunity to engage people differently and to, to really be more effective 
in how people are doing that compared to the way that things were before the pandemic. So um, you had mentioned that tool, the engagement report. And so I would just like to offer listeners the, the first 10 people who contact me by email, probably the easiest way, gail at workmatters.com, G-A-Y-L-E at workmatters.com. Just let me know that you want to take that um, just to experience it. And I think that you'll find a lot of value in the report that you receive. So I just wanted to, to make that special offer to any listeners who um, might want to take advantage of that, as well as the other free assessment that's out there anyway, as I mentioned before, the working from home assessment. I'll include a link to the show notes with that. So Rick, any final thoughts, um, pieces of advice, guidance for leaders that are thinking about using these kinds of assessment solutions or just in general advice on what they might need to consider as they're considering the new ways of working going forward? Yeah, I think as as we look back on the last 12 months and, and try to project on the next uh, three quarters of this year as we're moving into the into the second quarter, um, where have your struggles been? What are those problems areas that you need a solution for? And um, assessments aren't an answer for everything, but they're a very powerful tool in your toolbox in terms of understanding what's happening, understanding what's what's going on with an individual. Maybe there's there's lack of communication between two people. And, and so just understanding it from a little deeper level, uh, sometimes even an assessment will allow you to start the conversation because this is what it's saying on the paper as opposed to your opinion. And so then it really softens that, uh, that edge when you're having that tough discussion with an employee or, or trying to uh, smooth out a conflict. So there's a lot of advantages to it. Um, not the answer to everything. We really have to to kind of watch the engagement levels, the well-being levels, the burnout levels. And, and so well-being is is going to be a new term, I think, that we hear a lot in 2021. Um, it, it ties to engagement. And so uh, those are those are things to watch for. Um, we're we're kind of going through this new transition in, in the business world. And so um, we're here to help. We want to uh, do what we can to help the market and really uh, – move forward together and, and create and create a great 2021. Good. Well, I appreciate your support, Rick, and um, look forward to serving more clients using solutions with you all and figuring out what is the best way to help organizations and leaders move forward. So it's, it's um, a challenging time, but one that's filled with opportunity for, for people that are thinking about these issues in new ways. So thank you so much for just um, sharing a few insights today with a company named TTI Success Insights. Of course, you would uh, undoubtedly share some, some good insights. So I appreciate that today and just wanted to thank you for, for being here talking about this important topic. Yes, thanks for thanks for having me. And if uh, I can be a benefit to any of your future topics, just let me know. I'd love to be back on the show. Great. And for anyone else listening today, as I sign off, I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.